الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فمن يرد الله ان يهديه يشرح صدره للاسلام ومن يرد ان يضله يجعل صدره ضيقا حرجا كانما يصعد في السماء وقال تعالى افمن شرح الله صدره للاسلام فهو على نور من ربه فويل للقاسيه قلوبهم من ذكر الله صدق الله العظيم most respected on my kiram brothers and elders allah taala created us and created us from nothing allah taala made this insan ashraful makhluqat the most noble and most honorable of all his creation allah taala created this insan and put him on to earth for a very very great objective he has been sent to earth to recognize who is his creator to gain the marifat of allah taala and when he gains the marifat of allah taala then he will truly be obedient to allah taala and he will truly serve allah taala without marifat without the recognition of allah taala it is not possible to be completely and truly obedient to allah taala a person is given some instruction by someone but he doesn't pay any attention that person is asking him to move his vehicle from some point or whatever the instruction might be so he gives no, no takes no notice of it pays no attention to it but then the person produces his identification that he is actually a very high ranking person from the police just in plain clothes but now that he recognizes this person's position his authority his seniority in his department now the whole scene changes now he becomes very compliant he is taking the instruction without any reservations what changed the recognition of the person that first he thought this person was just somebody ordinary now when he gained the kind of marifat the kind of recognition that this person has a lot of authority a lot of power i could get in trouble if i now defy him so as a result this brings about compliance so without the this is a very very futile kind of authority that a person has in dunya very trivial minute but because of some level of recognition we submit to that authority we submit to that instruction allah taala is our creator he is our sustainer he is our nourisher if we truly recognize allah tabarak wa taala then we will become fully subservient to him truly obedient to him and we will be more than willing to serve allah tabarak wa taala give our everything for allah tabarak wa taala this is dependent on the extent of this marifat so this marifat is what we have been sent to primarily achieve to recognize allah taala 
the Quran Sharif is filled with the ayat that pertain to the Qudrat of Allah wa Ta'ala and all the Sifat of Allah Ta'ala so that by repeatedly reading these ayat and listening to them and understanding them this Marifat increases then this Marifat where is this Marifat going to be? this Marifat, the place of the Marifat is his heart and his heart is the most sensitive organ in the body all the different organs of the body have different levels of sensitivity person walks bare feet he can manage walking sometimes a person who is very accustomed to walking bare feet he can walk on even very very rough terrain and not feel much about it but if he puts his hand on the same surface won't be the same he'll feel something more and he could walk on those sharp stones to a certain degree but that speck of dust gets into his eye it might become unbearable the sensitivity of the eye is far greater than the sensitivity of the hands, of the feet so there's different levels of sensitivity and beyond everything, far beyond everything is the sensitivity of the heart that other things will be affected by something coming into physical contact with it the feet will get poked by some stone poking into it the eye will get affected by some particle of dust coming into it but the sensitivity of the heart is such that from far away somebody spoke some word it will affect the heart it might just throw it into a in another level of excitement and happiness it might plunge it into grief also one word that one word has such an impact that this, the sensitivity of the heart is such that just one word was said and the heart received it and either it can take it to the heights of excitement and enjoyment and happiness or it can shatter the heart that heart can be shattered by one word this is how sensitive this heart is now this is the heart that Allah Ta'ala has placed, given us and Allah Ta'ala has made the heart this sensitive Allah Ta'ala has made this heart his house meaning the place for his marifat this heart to be filled with his remembrance this heart to be filled and immersed with his muhabbat and Allah Ta'ala is the one who blesses this heart with that peace, that tranquility, that serenity when somebody submits to him and the Quran Sharif, the terminology that is used for this is Sharh al-Sadr the two ayats of the Quran Sharif that were recited in one ayat Allah Ta'ala says أَفَمَنْ شَرَحَ اللَّهُ صَدْرَهُ لِلْإِسْلَامِ فَهُوَ عَلَى نُورٍ مِّنْ رَبِّهِ فَوَيْلٌ لِلْقَاسِيَةِ قُلُوبُهُمْ مِّنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ أُولَائِكَ فِي بَلَالٍ مُّبِينٍ Allah is comparing two different kinds of hearts that there's no comparison between the two there's no way you can equate these two kinds of hearts one is that heart أَفَمَنْ شَرَحَ اللَّهُ صَدْرَهُ لِلْإِسْلَامِ that that heart which Allah Ta'ala has opened out for deen, for hidayat Allah Ta'ala has blessed that heart with the nur of iman so now this heart that has this nur of iman a heart that is devoid of this nur 
obviously already there's no comparison. There's no way that they can be compared. You can still compare one speck of dust with Mount Everest. You'll find some comparison somewhere, some... What relation is this dust, particle of dust to the rest of the mountain? You can find something, some fraction somewhere. But the heart that has been blessed with the nur of Iman and the heart that is devoid of it, there is no way they can be compared, not even to any fraction. But then the heart that has already Iman, Alhamdulillah, it just depends now to what extent this Iman has been brought deep down into the recesses of this heart and how much of this nur has been allowed to enter this heart. Allah Ta'ala is saying that this person whose heart Allah Ta'ala has opened out for Islam, for Hidayat and he is in this nur, this divine light he walks in this divine light now what is this heart opening out? the heart opening out refers to this capacity for acceptance that when this heart has received this divine light this nur has settled in the heart now it is very very easy to accept what Allah Ta'ala has ordered. It becomes very compliant, very subservient. That sharhu sadr. In day to day life also, sometimes a person says, Today I'm feeling very down, feeling very very depressed, feeling very low. And sometimes a person is very excited and he's top of the world. So Allah Ta'ala is saying that there are these Capacities in the heart, that heart that has the capacity to accept what Allah Ta'ala has given. Allah Ta'ala has opened that heart out with the nur of Iman. So now every command of Allah Ta'ala comes, this heart is excited to take. When the ayat of the Quran Sharif were revealed, then the hearts of the Sahaba Ikram were filled with this nur of Iman. So every command that came, they wholeheartedly welcomed it. And they were ready to immediately act upon it. The Arabs part of their life and something that was deep down in their veins, every vein was soaked with it, was that they, they grew up and they loved drinking. Prior to Islam, this was their life. They drowned themselves in drink. And this was how the generations had come along. Eventually now Iman came, Islam came, the Quran Sharif, the ayat were now being revealed and the ahkam of the Quran Sharif were coming down. But now this capacity in the heart was already created. This nur of Iman opened the heart out. Now can we imagine people who were soaked in drink? Every vein of theirs was soaking in this. Their hearts and minds were soaked in it. And now the command of Allah Ta'ala comes that this is forbidden. This is haram. So now Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi sent somebody to announce this. So Anas Ta'ala now explains that he says that I was sitting, I was in the house and Abu Talha Ta'ala and various other Sahaba who were at that time sitting there and this was still permissible and I was busy serving them. He was the youngest present there, I was serving them this wine. <coughs> and suddenly, Abu Talha radiallahu hears somebody saying something out on the road. So he says to Anas radiallahu ta'ala, 
Let's just see what's going on. What is this person saying? He's announcing something. So he goes to listen and he hears the announcement, Allah inna al-khamra qad hurrimat. That all these intoxicants and wine, whatever other intoxicants, all this is now completely haram. Now this was presently just being served. They were already in people's glasses or their cups. It was in people's hands and their veins were soaked with it. And now this command of Allah Ta'ala came. But because of the sharh al-sadr, this heart being ready for accepting whatever Allah Ta'ala gives. Because his heart has expanded for Iman. So as soon as this command came and as soon as this announcement was made, Abu Talhar says, take all this and throw it out. Instantly take it and throw it out. No reservations, no hesitation, no, well, let us think about it, well, let's see by tomorrow, well, whatever is already here, let's finish off with this. And then tomorrow we'll see. And as of after this now, that it'll be over. No, no, that was already in the hand, almost getting to the mouth too. All that was thrown. The gullies of Medina Munawwara were flowing with this. People discarded it in one moment. Why? How that happened? Because of the Sharh al-Sadr. The heart was ready for accepting. This Hidayat and Noor of Hidayat was in the heart. So now one is this heart which is blessed with this Noor of Hidayat. Which has been blessed with this capacity of acceptance. And then is the other heart which is devoid of this or it is lacking it. And as a result this heart becomes very hardened. Allah Taala says, فَوَيْلٌ لِلْقَاسِيَةِ قُلُوبُهُمْ مِنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ On the one side is this heart, the Mu'azzin says, حَيَّ عَلَى الصَّلَاةِ حَيَّ عَلَى الْفَلَاةِ There's a sense of excitement to now attend the masjid and to fulfill the command of Allah Taala, And there's an, a, something pulling and tugging from within. Now I cannot do anything else. I need to answer the call of my Rabb. And then it's the time for a person's tilawat and he's feeling uneasy that now I could complete the tilawat. It's time for his zikr, for his tasbihat. There's some amal of deen. There's some act of righteousness that he has an opportunity for. There's some moment that he can be giving some, showing some kindness, some compassion. He can be making some ihsan on somebody bringing some cheer and some happiness to somebody's heart. Every moment of goodness, every moment of righteousness, every moment that he can be of a source of benefit to somebody, all this just becomes natural for him. And on the other side, Nabi Islam says, The destruction to those hearts that have become hardened from the remembrance of Allah. Hardened. Now the hardened, something that's hard is very hard to make pliable. You can't turn it easily, you can't twist it, you can't try to expand it, you can't try to put something into it. It's hard. Now this is hard, this hardness Allah Ta'ala doesn't like. Allah Ta'ala It has first become hardened from the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. The remembrance of Allah Ta'ala in all its forms. The person's heart is disinclined from Salah. Time for Salah came, it's Fajr time. Very hard to now leave this bed. 
how can I come out in the cold and go to the house of Allah Ta'ala? At the most, well, maybe I'll just drag myself out of bed and just make it alongside my bed somewhere maybe. But now to go to the masjid, very, very difficult. And sometimes beyond, let alone going to the masjid, not even possible to come out of that bed. And the time has passed. And then suddenly it's time to now go to work, go to one's business, one's job, one's profession. Suddenly now it's very easy. But to answer the call of Allah Taala was very difficult. Why was it difficult? The heart has hardened. To be listening to some futile things, Allah forbid haram things, very easy, very very, person is very much inclined to it. But to listen to the Quran Sharif, to listen to some talk of deen, to listen to some nasihat, to listen to some good, that becomes very difficult. To speak endlessly futile things and even obscene things, that will become very easy and no difficulty, hours will go by. But to recite the Quran Sharif for a short while, to take the name of Allah Ta'ala, dedicate a few minutes to make the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, to find the opportunity to advise somebody about deen, that will all become very difficult. Why? That heart has become hardened. Now how it became hardened? Heart, the heart that Allah Ta'ala has given, in front of this heart, Allah Ta'ala has placed two choices. So this is the choices that a person has, what he wants to choose supreme. One is this heart, well the choice of everything is, what is its own, what can fill the heart? What is its nourishment? The stomach has its own need of food. Now, a person has the choice of eating nourishing food, very healthy food, food that will be very, very beneficial to his body. And then there are some foods, which are called foods, but they even, just to make it clear what kind of food it is, they call it junk food. So now a person becomes accustomed to that junk food and junk food and junk food. Then they say he starts behaving like a junkie. Because now that's what he eats is what he becomes. So now every day, every other day, this is his life, junk food. So now that food starts harming him, it becomes a problem for him. It starts creating so many issues within himself, so many diseases and illnesses eventually start. But that was his choice now. Either he could have taken that very healthy, nourishing food, which would be very beneficial for him. And then there was this junk food too. He decided to choose the junk food. So now that became the end result. So now the food, the stomach has this need, what kind of nourishment it wants. But then the consequences accordingly. It chose the healthy food. Mashallah, the person is energetic, he's fit, he's managing to do so much more. And he can be of help to himself and help to others also. Because he's now healthy, he's fit. But then he chose the junk food, he's not good for anybody else, he can't do anything for others also. For nobody, not for others, not for himself. He's now become dependent on others for, for just basic mundane things too. Likewise, the sight, the gaze, it has its own need of seeing that which will comfort the sight. Obviously, what Allah Ta'ala has made permissible. So now he looks at what Allah Ta'ala has made permissible, but which will comfort the sight. So that will make him feel comfortable. But then he all the time keeps looking at filth and muck around, gory scenes, somebody, something, whatever, all dirt and muck. That is going to make him feel miserable. His sight will also get affected badly. 
So likewise the heart, there's two choices. One choice is the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, the ghiza and the nourishment of the heart is muhabbat. This is the nourishment of the heart. This is the food of the heart. This is the medication of the heart. And this is everything of the heart. Like the stomach, the stomach a person says, well, you see, it's, everything is about love. So you just have muhabbat and your stomach will get full. So he says, look, you have the muhabbat and I'll have the food. Because the stomach won't walk on muhabbat. The stomach loves that food, but he's going to have to eat it. The physical food is what's going to give it the energy. So you can't expect the stomach to work on muhabbat. But likewise, the most delicious food can't fill the heart. Just like muhabbat won't fill the stomach alone, you're going to eat the food. But the food can't fill the heart. The best scenery can't fill the heart. The most exotic holiday can't fill the heart. And all the other material luxuries and comforts, like these things can feel good to the touch. Something physical, mashallah, a person bought something that was some beautiful fabric, now very nice, smooth, so now he'll feel that, he'll touch it, he'll feel, mashallah, this is so nice. And if it's something fragrant, then he'll have to, he'll feel the fragrance, he can't eat that, he'll have to smell that, that is linked to, to the sense of smell, so something that's linked to the sense of taste, he'll have to eat it, taste it, then he'll enjoy that, that will fulfill the requirement of the taste buds. And something that is linked to fragrance, he'll have to smell it, that is linked to the sense of smell, that is going to fulfill the requirement of the sense of smell. But you can't expect the sense of taste to get filled with the fragrance. Likewise, nothing else will fill the heart except what is its own nourishment. And the nourishment of the heart is muhabbat. But now, here also there's two choices. One is the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, which is like that very, very, very nourishing food, most appetizing, most delicious, and together with all that, the most beneficial, most nourishing. And then the other is the muhabbat of Ghayrullah, which is called muhabbat, which in reality is something else, but in a literal sense it's also referred to as muhabbat. But in reality muhabbat is only muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. But there's a kind of love, but haram love, illicit love, evil, the desires of evil things. Now it's a matter of what a person chooses, like he could eat the good food or eat junk food. Now if he chooses the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, that fills his heart, it nourishes his heart, it's the medication of the grief of his heart, and it is the comfort and solace of his heart, and it is the everything of his heart, and the heart is king. So the hand and the leg and the head and anything can be in pain, but if the king is comfortable, it will comfort everything else too. But if the king is in turmoil, then everything else can be in the lap of luxury. But if the king is in turmoil, nothing else will enjoy anything. It's all about the king. So now the person chose what is the true nourishment of the heart. Then even this dunya, this becomes his jannat. His jannat is in his heart. وَلِمَنْ خَافَ مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ جَنَّتَانِ Allah Ta'ala says, those who fear Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala and live with taqwa in dunya, they live according to the commands of Allah Ta'ala, stay away from sin, 
for them are two Jannats. So one explanation of this is, one Jannat already in this world, which is the Jannat in the heart. That that person's heart, because of the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, he is keeping his heart clean from Ghayrullah, from the muhabbat of those things that Allah Ta'ala detests, what Allah Ta'ala dislikes. And if he loves something else, meaning in terms of things around him, obviously there are things that are close to his heart, his family, his children, his possessions also, he loves it for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala only. So that too becomes fillah. And anything besides that, that he shuns, so his heart is clean of that. So now that heart becomes a Jannat. He is walking in his life of Jannat in dunya, with the challenges of dunya. He is also insan. So despite being also like other insan with the challenges of dunya, but his heart is at peace. And the other is a person chooses junk food. But this is terrible junk food. The junk food of the heart, he chooses the haram love. He chooses illicit love. He chooses giving in to evil temptations and desires. The temptation coming into his heart is not in his control. He's not accountable for it. But entertaining that temptation and then giving vent to it, all that is in his control. And that is going to impact on him. Person is fasting, it's a very hot day, and he just came past into the house or wherever and sees cold water there. Or anyway, he passed somewhere and there's cold water. That temptation came into him that I should drink this. That temptation was just because he saw it, he immediately fell for it. But then what does he do? No, no, inna lillah. How can I even entertain this thought of drinking this water? I'm fasting. It's a month of Ramadan. I can't even entertain this thought now. After iftar all that. So the temptation was not anything harmful to him, that he just ignored it and carried on. But now he decides to go and drink the water. That is a major sin now he committed. So likewise, these haram temptations, evil thoughts sometimes coming in the mind, all this is from the whispers of shaitan, and that won't harm him. But he starts entertaining it. He starts giving space to it in his heart. Now he starts bringing this haram muhabbat, and he starts allowing this to sit in him. This becomes his jahannam. A person gets his body, crosses the line, gets into some crime, some vice, so they put his body into a prison, they lock him up, that you've committed a crime now, you've broken the law, and now therefore you are going to be thrown into prison. So he gets physically thrown into prison. When a person crosses the lines of Allah Ta'ala, his heart is in a prison. His heart is in a prison, and that sin and vice itself becomes his azab. And he becomes imprisoned within that. A person became uh, addicted to watching filth, now, first time he fell into something that guilt was there in his heart, he felt some, something hurting his conscience, and he made toba, he made istighfar, but then again he gave in to that temptation. He gave in to that haram desire, and he fell into it again, and then again. Now, eventually, that itself becomes his azab. That itself becomes his prison. Uh, his heart is locked into this prison. Now to escape from that becomes a very difficult thing. Because he now chose that against the love of Allah Ta'ala. He decided to leave aside the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, the pure nourishment of his heart, and he decided to choose junk food. So now the heart got trapped into this. Now it requires a major 
operation to unlock this heart from this from this prison it might become an ICU case whatever the steps that might be necessary but now this is the heart that if a person chooses what is pure and the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala this is the sharh al-sadr now to the extent that he keeps choosing this to that extent this keeps increasing it keeps increasing it keeps becoming so much more his life becomes so much more lighter and doing every good becomes so much more better and easier for him so much more enjoyable for him sacrificing for Allah wa ta'ala, making mujahada against that nafs trampling those haram desires every time he has to do this he feels happy to do it every time that he has to trample that desire he feels grateful to Allah ta'ala. and his heart opens out even more and if he keeps giving in to the other side then to do any righteous deed becomes like climbing a mountain in the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala says وَمَنْ يُرِدْ أَنْ يُضِلَّهُ يَجْعَلْ صَدْرَهُ ضَيِّقًا حَرَجًا كَأَنَّمَا يَسَّعَّدُ فِي السَّمَاءِ his heart becomes totally constrained because of all the sins and vice now to do any good deed is like climbing a mountain very difficult, very hard so everything comes back down to this marifad to this sharh sadr so what brings about the sharh sadr so among the many things, these are just some in the last few minutes, just two or three things, what brings about the sharh sadr One of the things, Allah Ta'ala granted this ummah salah. And salah has everything in it. And salah is such an ibadat that every limb and organ of the body engages in this. A person making tilawat of the Quran Sharif, he's sitting in one place, his tongue is engaged in tilawat, his heart is with him. A person giving zakat, charity, etc., his hand will pass it on. Many other amal, to a certain extent, other limbs of the body will also be part of it. But when he is involved in, engaged in salah from head to toe, every part of his body is engaged in this ibadah. And provided the salah is salah, provided that it is given his due importance, provided it is done in the way, وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ Allah Ta'ala speaks about the believers that they have this khushu, this devotion, this link with Allah Ta'ala in their salah. The salah will open the heart out. The zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Allah bi zikrillahi tatma'innul quloob. That the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. Now the whole day the person is listening to this, hearing that, speaking about this. And the whole day there's other talk and everything else. But hardly any remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. But now the person who is engaging excessively in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, this opens out the heart. When the heart is opened out, everything becomes so simple, so much more easier. The capacity of the heart increases to give oneself to Allah Ta'ala, to give for Allah Ta'ala. In one hadith sharif, Rasulullah gives this example of giving for Allah Ta'ala. One example, Nabi Sallallahu says, the person who is like a miser and the other is a very generous person. Their examples, it's like two people wearing coats of armor. They're wearing armor. This is steel, metal. Now it fits onto the body. So now it's, everything is tight. But now this person who is a very generous person, the very thought comes in his heart that I want to give something. As soon as that thought came, that armor expands. It's steel. But that armor just expands. And it allows his hand to move freely. And it becomes so free for him 
that without any difficulty he can just spend. He can move easily, there's no, no restriction. So likewise a generous person, when because of that inherent generosity, the thought came and it was the easiest thing to put his hand into the pocket and take something and give it to somebody, to make some decision to give it and to go ahead and do it. But the other person, one thought came in his mind, but immediately that links of that armor started contracting. It started becoming more tighter on him. Now he wants to move but his hand is tight, it's more, more locked into him. He can't do anything. Now that person who is miserly, that inherent miserliness, now the thought came that I should give something, that inherent miserliness closes the heart more. He just can't move. Now this is the example of the Sharu Sadar. That the person who has the Sharhi Sadar, the thought came, let me make something out of the Quran Sharif. Very easily he proceeds to it. The thought came, I should make some zikr of Allah Ta'ala. The thought came, let me give my name to go out in the path of Allah Ta'ala. Very easy. The thought came, let me go and help somebody. The person is in some difficulty. Very easy for him. And the more he does these things, the greater this comes within him. Among the aspects of Sharhi Sadar which the ulama have written, is Ihsan al-Nas being kind to people, being good to them, helping them, bringing happiness to their hearts all this brings Sharhi Sadar in the person himself and the opposite, the person thinks well now he's on the one side, mashallah, happy to make others prosper happy to make others progress so when he's happy to do that and helping others to prosper and progress his own heart expands the Sharhi Sadar comes within him but he's trying to block somebody, trying to become an obstacle in their way. Somebody is happy, he's making them sad. Somebody is fine, he is bringing some kind of grief upon them. He's shattering the peace all the time. He is making life miserable for others all the time. It won't finish off there. He'll become more miserable himself in dunya, and Allah forbid the misery of akhirat is unimaginable. So, salah, zikr, the mujahada against the nafs because every time that this nafs he tramples its haram desires the heart becomes filled with the noor of that taqwa and that noor lightens up the heart and that heart now becomes very much more compliant to whatever is righteous, whatever is good so all these things increase the sharh sadr of the heart and as a result this dunya already within himself he has a jannat of his own within his heart he has a kind of jannat where despite the challenges of dunya, he is very much at peace. Just to finish up on, on Hadith Sharif of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when the ayat of the Quran Sharif was revealed, and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam recited this ayat to the Sahaba Ikram, فَمَنْ يُرِدِ اللَّهُ أَيَّهَدِيَهُ يَشْرَحْ صَدْرَهُ لِلْإِسْلَامِ Allah Ta'ala wishes to guide somebody, Allah Ta'ala opens his heart out for Islam, for deen, for hidayat. So the Sahaba asked Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that is there any sign? The she is now inside the heart, we can't see what's in the heart. But is there any sign by which we can gauge whether our hearts have opened out for Islam? Whether we have received the Sharh Sadr? So Rasulullah then explained three signs. That yes, there are signs. By these three signs, each person can gauge that what is the position? Do I have the Sharh Sadr or not? So the first sign that Nabi Salaam mentioned, Al-Inabatu ila daril khulud. The second sign was tajafi andaril ghurur. And the third sign was isti'dadu lil mawti qabla nuzuli. The sequence in the various ahadith are a little different. 
in one hadith, the first one is mentioned is At-Tajafi and Daril Ghurur. That a person becomes disinclined from the abode of deception. The abode of deception is the dunya. His heart, he'll do whatever is there, he'll be fulfilling whatever his needs are, he'll also take care of his family, he'll do whatever he has to do, he'll keep them happy, everything. But his heart is not in dunya. He doesn't have 50 year plans and great, great long ambitions and his heart is not in dunya. His heart is not attached to the things of dunya. The things of dunya may be in his hand, it might be in his pocket, it might be in his home, it might be wherever, but his heart is clean of it. His heart is not in it. At-tajafi andaril ghurur. His heart is disinclined from the abode of deception. Because this dunya is all deception. It gives a person long, long hopes. And then suddenly it just sees him off. That suddenly everything stays behind, nothing comes with him. He goes empty-handed. The dunya gave him a lot of false promises. I am with you, I am all the time by you. But suddenly the dunya leaves him. Let alone when the time comes for his eyes to close, even in dunya also how often the person is still here but the dunya left him and parted from him. So at the first one, At-Tajafi and Daril Ghurur. The second point Nabi Islam mentioned was Inabatu ila Daril Khulud. That's not just that the heart became disinclined from dunya, but then there is a direction always of the heart. There can never be the heart not focused anywhere. The heart becomes totally focused towards akhirat. Well, inaba, a, one is just inclination. The other is a deep yearning. A deep yearning. That longing. Well, inabatu ila daril khulud. That longing for akhirat. That longing for jannat. And in jannat, the ni'mat of seeing his Rabb. That yearning, that desire and longing for this. That becomes his heart. And when this is his condition, that he is longing for the akhirat, then oh, He is always preparing for death. He is prepared for death before it comes. Not at the eleventh hour, because he knows death can come at any time. So he is always ready for death. So he does the maximum he can in preparation for death. In preparation for the akhirat. Every moment that he can use to better his akhirat, he will do it. Because life is so uncertain. Person is here now, and we don't know what's the next moment. So now he doesn't say, well, I still have a lot of time, and well, let me have more leisures and pleasures of dunya. If something, some halal ni'mat Allah has blessed him with, he'll enjoy it. But that is not the focus of his heart. His yearning is not for dunya. He'll use the dunya he has. He'll make shukar upon it. But his yearning is for akhirat. His longing is for akhirat. And therefore he stays ready for death. Because any time that could come, when that comes, he's ready to meet Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq to make our hearts like this. May Allah Ta'ala bless us with the sharh sadr. Allah Ta'ala bless us with this nur of iman. And fill our hearts with his muhabbat. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil سلام على عباده الذين اصطفى سلام على المرسلين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وانزله المقعد المقرب عندك اللهم رب هذه الدعوه القائمه والصلاه النافعه صل على سيدنا محمد وارضى عن رضا لا تسقط بعده ابدا 
اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وارحم سيدنا محمد وعلى سيدنا محمد كما صليت وباركت ورحمت على سيدنا ابراهيم وعلى ال سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما صليت على ال سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما باركت على ال سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما صليت على ال سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما باركت على ال سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما صليت على سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما باركت على سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما صليت على سيدنا ابراهيم وعلى ال سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما باركت على سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما صليت على سيدنا ابراهيم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما باركت على سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما صليت على سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما باركت على ال سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما صليت على ال سيدنا ابراهيم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما باركت على ال سيدنا ابراهيم في العالمين انك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وازواجه وذريته كما صليت على ال سيدنا ابراهيم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وازواجه وذريته كما باركت على ال سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ازواجه وذريته كما صليت على ال سيدنا ابراهيم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى ازواجه وذريته كما باركت على ال سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد النبي وازواجه وامهات المؤمنين وذريته واهل بيته كما صليت على سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما صليت على سيدنا ابراهيم وعلى ال سيدنا ابراهيم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما باركت على سيدنا ابراهيم وترحم على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما ترحمت على سيدنا ابراهيم وعلى ال سيدنا ابراهيم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما صليت على سيدنا ابراهيم وعلى ال سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما باركت على سيدنا ابراهيم وعلى ال سيدنا ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد 
اللهم ترحم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما ترحمت على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم تحنن على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما تحننت على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم سلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما سلمت على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم ابراہیم انک حمید مجید اللہم صلی علی سیدنا محمد وعلی آل سیدنا محمد وبارک وسلم علی سیدنا محمد وعلی آل سیدنا محمد ورحم سیدنا محمد وعلی سیدنا محمد کما صلیت وبارکت وترحمت علی سیدنا ابراہیم وعلی آل سیدنا ابراہیم فی العالمین انک حمید مجید اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما باركت على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك كما صليت على آل سيدنا إبراهيم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما باركت على آل سيدنا إبراهيم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على سيدنا إبراهيم وبارك على سيدنا محمد النبي الأمي كما باركت على سيدنا إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آل سيدنا محمد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد صلاة تكون لك رضا وله جزاء ولحقه أداء وأعطه الوسيلة والفضيلة والمقام المحمود الذي وعدته وجزه عنا ما هو أهله وجزه أفضل ما جازيت نبيا عن قومه ورسولا عن أمته وصل على جميع إخوانه من النبيين والصالحين يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم وبارك على سيدنا محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما باركت على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى أهل بيته كما صليت على سيدنا إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل علينا معهم اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى أهل بيته كما باركت على سيدنا إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك علينا معهم صلوات الله وصلوات المؤمنين على سيدنا محمد النبي الأمي اللهم اجعل صلواتك ورحمتك وبركاتك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما جعلتها على آل سيدنا إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما باركت على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وصلى الله على النبي الأمي التحيات لله والصلوات والطيبات السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته والسلام علينا وعلى عبادنا بعد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبده ورسوله التحيات الطيبات الصلوات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته والسلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبده ورسوله التحيات لله الطيبات الصلوات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته والسلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبده ورسوله 
التحيات المباركات الصلوات الطيبات لله سلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته سلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبده ورسوله بسم الله وبالله التحيات لله والصلوات والطيبات السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبده ورسوله أسأل الله الجنة وأعوذ بالله من النار نسأل الله الجنة ونعوذ بالله من النار التحيات لله زاكيات لله طيبات الصلوات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبده ورسوله بسم الله وبالله خير الأسماء التحيات الطيبات الصلوات لله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق مشيرا ونذيرا وأن الساعة آتية لا ريب فيها السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته والسلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين اللهم اغفر لي واهدني اللهم اغفر لنا واهدنا التحيات الطيبات والصلوات والملك لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله تحيات لله صلوات لله زاكيات لله السلام على النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته والسلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين شهدت أن لا إله إلا الله شهدت أن سيدنا محمد رسول الله التحيات طيبات الصلوات زاكيات لله شهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأن سيدنا محمد عبده ورسوله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته والسلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين التحيات طيبات الصلوات الزاكيات لله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبد الله ورسوله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته والسلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين التحيات الصلوات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته والسلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين التحيات لله الصلوات الطيبات السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبده ورسوله التحيات المباركات الصلوات الطيبات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن سيدنا محمد رسول الله بسم الله والسلام على رسول الله Reported in the Hadith Sharif, the person who recites La ilaha illallah hundred times daily, Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamah. What this means is that inshallah with the barakat of this daily recitation, Allah Ta'ala will grant him the tawfiq of righteousness and save him from sin. And this will become the means of this great honor on the day of Qiyamah. So we should try to do this daily hundred times, recite in our own time and space inshallah. La ilaha illallah. Recite Guru Sharif. لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم 
جز اللہ نبینا محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم بما ہوا نا 
ولا هم إلا فرجتها ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أكرم الأكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا أرحم الراحمين إله العالمين يا الله most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah إله العالمين يا الله forgive us يا الله forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam إله العالمين يا الله guide us and guide the entire ummah يا الله إله العالمين remove the pain and suffering of the ummah يا الله إله العالمين we acknowledge whatever is happening is due to our sins يا الله Allah forgive us and forgive the entire ummah ya Allah grant us and the entire ummah the tawfiq of those a'mal that bring down your rahmat ya Allah save us and the entire ummah from such a'mal that bring down azab ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah full our hearts with your muhabbat ya Allah full our hearts with sharh sadr ya Allah full our hearts with the nur of iman ya Allah remove all the vices and sins from our lives ya Allah ilahul alamin make us your true and obedient servants ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah make us inclined towards akhirat ya Allah Make our hearts be filled with the muhabbat of akhirat, Ya Allah. Disincline our hearts from this world, Ya Allah, from this abode of deception, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah, put the love of a'mal in our hearts, Ya Allah. Allahum rizukna hubbak, wa hubba man yuhibbuk, wa hubba amali yuqarribuna ila hubbak. Allahum maj'al hubbaka ahabba ilayna min anfusina wa ahlina wa min al-ma'il barid. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah, grant us the tawfiq of performing our five times salah with jama'ah, Ya Allah. Grant us khushu and khudu in our salah, Ya Allah. Enable us to recite your Quran Sharif daily, Allah. Enable us to make your zikr daily, Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Allah. Enable us to speak to you in dua daily, Allah. Allah, accept us for the khidmat of your Mubarak daily, Allah. With ikhlas and afiyat, Allah. Till our last breath, Allah. Ilahul Alameen, accept our progeny till qiyamah, Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Allah. Save us and the entire ummah from everything that you are displeased with, Allah. Grant us the topic of doing all that you are pleased with, Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Allah. Cleanse our hearts out of all the vices and evils, Allah. إله العالمين فل وحات بديوم محبتي الله فل وحات بدي لوف رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فل وحات بدي لوف ديني الله ودي لوف دي أعمال ديني الله ودي لوف دي خدمة ديني الله إله العالمين الله throughout the world الله Wherever the Muslims are in any pain and suffering, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Blow the winds of hidayat, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those are sick, give them shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Give them complete and total recovery, Ya Allah. Grant them complete afiyat, Ya Allah. Those are in any kind of difficulties and hardships, financial problems, worries, anxiety, Ya Allah. Remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Grant halal and tayyib risk, Ya Allah. Save us from every drop and grain of haram, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, all those who have passed away from our community, our families, the entire ummah. Ilahul alameen, make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Fill their covers with noor, Ya Allah. Raise their stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah, the time of our death. Ya Allah, take us with la ilaha illallah. Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Allah, take us on iman kamil, Ya Allah. Take us on tawbat and nasuhi, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us at a time you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you protect us at that critical moment, Ya Allah. Keep us steadfast on Iman and Islam, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, raise us with Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the Anbiya Ali, Musalatu Wasalam, the Sahabai Kiram, the Awliya of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Grant us the Shafat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, give us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all those who have raised their hands to this dua, Ya Allah, you are the know of each one's cry, Ya Allah. You know each one's pain, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's Jai's needs from the ghayb, Ya Allah. 
remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Accept each one, Ya Allah. Accept each one's families and progenies, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Allah, more than everything, Ya Allah, we are in need of becoming yours, Ya Allah. Of you becoming ours, Ya Allah. Allah, you make us yours, Ya Allah. You become ours, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all the good that Rasulullah begged for, Allah, you grant us as well, Ya Allah. Whatever Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sought refuge from, Allah, you protect us also, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu bika min shari musta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balaag. Wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-ali al-azim. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqihi sayyidina Muhammad wa alihi wa sahabihi jma'in. Alhamdulillah.